What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Say What You Like Sports Podcast. And on this one, I got the resident 49ers fan here, Eric Hernandez, with me because we're going to talk a little bit about this 49er offseason. You guys are coming off a kind of disappointing loss, even though I'd say it's a successful season. Losing the Super Bowl just hurts. It just hurts, but we're going to try to get past that. Yes. We want to get the Niners faithful past that yes. painful memory. And let's focus on a little bit of free agency. So we all know, right, currently the 49ers have just $13 million cap space going into free agency. But what I want to talk about is with, with that being said, what or who are the top priorities in free agency that are currently on the roster? Okay, so the way I would rank them, now you have, you know, ones on the outside that could, you know, like Brita, who is, you know, one, he's a free agent. Um, but I feel like that Super Bowl where you didn't see him carry the ball kind of tells you how Kyle Shanahan sees him, and I think they're going to ride, you know, Coleman and Mostert, you know. So I, I really don't see Brita coming back, if at all, and a lot of people like him. But the three that I look at are the three big ones, and that is Emmanuel Sanders, Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward and you know we'll start with Jimmy Ward and that's the third one like if we had to pay the other two I'd rather pay the other two Jimmy Ward was a great free safety but has a history of injuries and I just feel like you just never know if this was an anomaly or things to come and I don't know if I want to invest multiple years in money especially now we could the Niners could do this could gamble on a player like Jimmy Ward when they had a lot of cap space when they didn't have a lot of players that they had to worry about paying because after this year the Forrest Buckner comes up honestly more importantly George Kittle is going to come up so you can't gamble on a player and end up that biting you in the ass now you don't have a great player at a position that means you're gonna have to find another player for that position and you owe that player money that you know like a guy like Jimmy Ward and I just don't trust his abilities. I also, and maybe this is prisoner of moment, that throw that Mahomes made on him with Tyreek Hill where he kind of got lost. I mean, that would happen to a lot of guys, but it just, it's one of those things where in this defense, when you're the single high safety, you want a guy that has speed and range. And while Ward does have that, you just want to find someone younger and cheaper that can take care of that. That's why if if he's not a part of this team as much as you would love and of course they won't they, they got to the super bowl and the, th the thought process is we want to bring everybody back but that's not reality you know that's right. very few teams can do that but at the end of the day i just think jimmy ward if he goes off in better places then and that's great i think that the, between the draft free agency and who they have on the roster they can find someone to maybe fill that void for a year and save that money to allocate somewhere else right so who would you say after ranking ward as third who would you you know, tab number two. Now, this is going to shock some 49er fans, and I might get a little bit of hate, but I think it's Eric Armstead. And I know he's, he's you know, younger than, than Emmanuel Sanders, and he produced. I mean, this was his first thing. He led the Niners in sacks. But when I look at it, one thing is how much of that was due to the fact you had D Ford on one side and Nick Bosa on the other. Eric Armstead's a great player. I think he, he's showing the tip. But at the end of the day, and this goes back to something I think we both believe in, Great defenses don't stay great year after year after year in this league anymore. You know, they just don't. You can bring the entire San Francisco 49er defense back, every single person back, and they are not going to replicate the type of numbers. They were historic on defense in the past game. It is so hard to replicate those type of numbers, even if you bring everybody back. I mean, you look at teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't worry about their, their defense took a step back. After they were in the AFC Championship against uh, New England, guess what? Their defense... 
Jalen Ramsey went from the best corner in the league to getting burned a couple times. Khalil Mack last year, the Bears, the Bears defense. Khalil Mack had, what, 19 sacks? Did, what do you have, five, four this year? So defenses, you know, they vary year to year. The best defense that's probably been around is, you know, not great to say, but the Legion of Boom stayed pretty good year after year after year for a while. But I think that that's why you don't invest heavy in the defense. And I also think that you have to let some of guys like Solomon Thomas, you have to give him a shot. You have guys like Ronald Blair that you can buy cheap. You have guys like DJ Jones. There are players on this roster, especially on that defensive line, because it was so stout that I want to see get opportunities and save that if they have to franchise $17 million and allocate it to the offense. Because at the end of the day, the offense is what's going to keep this team good day in and day out, year in and year out. You look at the Saints. They're great because their offense. Year, they've been consistent. Their offense has made them consistent. Yeah, you know, the, the offenses have kept kept most of these teams that are contending consistent. It's the defenses that put them over the edge. Exactly. It's when you have the, you can hit all the pieces. Look at Kansas City. Kansas City is going to be Kansas City because of their offense. It's when their defense, when a Chris Jones and a Honey Badger hit, you know, that allows them to do that. So I think that's why you make him number two. And and if they franchise them and they bring them back, that's fine. That's great. I'm not going to hate that. I love to see this defensive line all together. But if you know, he looks around and he sees more money and they just don't want to pay him or they can't. And like we talked about, they have their, what, a little over, a little under 13 million. They'll be able to boost that up by, you know, getting rid of uh, both Marquise Goodwin and McKinnon, who's never yeah. played it down. No. There's that. There's another 12 million right there in cap space. They can they can accrue and get to 24, 25 million. I'm sure they'll make other little adjustments here and there. But at the end of the day, I think offense is what's going to matter moving forward for the San Francisco 49ers. And that's why Emmanuel Sanders is number one. Got to be, right? Yes. And I know he's older, but the thing is, too, is he's going to be cheaper. On the whole, on the double. Also, you gave up a lot of draft capital for him. Yes, that's a third and a fourth round pick for him, especially because we don't have the second with the D4 trade. So... Maybe it's just me. I just want to, I don't want to give up that for half a season. I want to bring him back. I think he spoke, especially when he was traded, about wanting to play for a contender. Like, that was important to him nowadays. Yeah. You know, he was great. And and I think with this young group, you, I mean, you see it on Twitter. It's on Twitter. You have guys like Debo Samuel who says, I don't run the cap, but I want Emmanuel Sanders back. You have Kendrick Bourne. These are the kids. These are the young ones that are going to grow with this roster. They want him. He has value that is more than just catching a ball and running a route. You know, he is the kind of the, the elder, the statesman. He's the one that gets them in shape. They weren't doing what they were doing before he got there. Now, his numbers were not. I mean, he had a couple of great games, but their performance is elevated because of him, yeah. you know, and what he did on and off the field. And I think that accounts for something. I think that you're not going to want to spend on another receiver, you know, and plus what's important is. You're going to need a receiver like that so that Debo Samuel can still do what he does. What makes Debo Samuel great is the ability to play running back. Reverses, quick pitches, those ghost motions. You can't do that and be the number one. Just my opinion. I don't think you can do those things that Kyle Shannon asks of him and still be the number one going out there running post routes, running deep, breaking in. You know, you need somebody else to do that. And I think that Emmanuel Sanders, I believe, would come and play here. He would give them, I just you know the way it looks would give them a bit of a hometown discount not much but and i also think he sees how close this team is you know where's he gonna go because then you look at like okay could he go to a new england okay but he's already here he's happy he's working with them he is the one i want to see back if they don't bring him back 
I'm very leery about how this receiving core is going to look in 2020, especially because you expect and want Garoppolo to take the next step in the passing game as far as consistency, eliminating mistakes, being able to have a guy who he grew some chemistry with the year before, who's older, a little more dependable, you know, is something that's important for this team moving forward. So Emmanuel Sanders is the number one, I think.